Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, pick up your copy of Speed Trap, available as a paperback, as the Kindle, and now as an audiobook, with the further adventures of Powerhouse, as Pharaoh continues his latest scheme to stop Powerhouse, and Major Spade learns the truth, setting up a quest that will bring together all the heroes in the Powerhouse uh, universe. So pick up your copy of of speed trap uh, but now it's time for today's episode of superman the original air date february the 20th 1948 and it's kingdom under the sea part three faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive able to leap tall buildings at a single bound Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, is in London with his private detective friend, Candy Myers, where they question a sly cockney in an effort to find a missing parrot who holds the secret of a fantastic kingdom under the sea. Now, look, Higgins, do you remember a parrot that belonged to the man who lived here? Sure, Governor. A parrot named Tippy, it was. That's right. Where is he now? Who wants to know? Don't give me that who-wants-to-know routine, you little punk. Around. Easy, Candy, easy. Does. Do you know what's happened to the parrot, Higgins? I do, indeed. But I seen what happened to Tippy the night his master was shot. I did. Well, you're just the man we're looking for. Gang, have you ever visited a newspaper publishing plant and seen the gigantic printing presses that roll off page after page of newsprint? Well, if you have, then you know how type is first set and then cast into a plate that is locked onto the printing rollers. And then one set runs off copy after copy of pages, each exactly like the other. The plate is cast from the set type is called a stereotype. Well, strange as it may seem, the minds of a lot of people work just like that, too. They fix a mental picture of a kind of person and then apply that picture or mental stereotype to all people of the same racial, religious, or national background. Now, you know that no two people can possibly be exactly the same. You know that there are dark types and light types in all races. That some are tall and some are short, some are fat, some are thin, some are good and some are bad. So you see, you can't stereotype people. Think how many stories you've read that included characters like Irish cops or Italian fruit peddlers or Negro porters. Well, if you judged by that alone, you'd be led to believe that all Irishmen are cops, all Italians fruit peddlers, and all Negroes porters. Well, maybe some are, but I'm sure you know some Irish insurance men, for instance, or Italian accountants and Negro doctors. So don't let yourself fall for the racial stereotype angle. Use your intelligence to help you realize that people can't be stereotyped like printing plates. Judge each individual for his own personal qualities. Remember that although all people are created equal, each person develops his own personality. 
And no racial, religious, or national group is cut out of the same pattern. And now, the adventures of Superman. Before he died in a London hospital, a jewel thief named Jude McCoy told Clark Kent and Candy Myers that Tippy, his parrot, could tell them the secret location of a fantastic underseas kingdom where two famous missing men, a scientist and a physician, were prisoners of a band of international criminals. Accompanied by Inspector Lansing, a Scotland Yard man, Kent and Candy hurried to McCoy's cottage in a London suburb, but arrived to find someone had beaten them to it and that the parrot had disappeared. As they searched the cottage, Kent saw a man lurking in the shadows of the garden. Followed by Candy and Inspector Lansing, he rushed out and captured a small ferret-faced cockney who identified himself as Alf Higgins and admitted he knew what had happened to the missing parrot. Now back inside the house, they continue to question Higgins. Listen. Now, Higgins, would you mind telling me, please, when and where you saw the parrot last? Last night it was, out there in that garden when his master was shot. Are you sure of that? Oh, yes, Inspector, I am, sir. I was walking through the lane behind the cottage when suddenly I heard two shots. Yeah? You heard them or you fired them? Easy. Oh, lummy, I never fired no firearm in my life, I didn't. We'll check on that later, Higgins. Go on with your story. Very well, Inspector. When I got here, I sees Doc Pinkley and another fella carrying somebody into a car. That was me and the Doc taking Dude McCoy to the hospital. Oh, yes. Go on, Higgins. Well, while I'm standing here thinking to myself how I ain't one whit surprised at something like that happening to that McCoy bloke, all of a sudden I see somebody opening the door to this cottage. Who was it? I don't know. I couldn't see him clear in the dark and the fog, but I did take notice he was a biggish blighter. Not too thick through, I wouldn't say. But long-legged and with shoulders wide as a house. Did he stay in the house long? Not more than five minutes, Inspector. And then he come out. And this time he was carrying a big bird cage. Holy cow, the parrot. He took the parrot. That's right, Governor. He took Tippy away with him. My word. Wonder who he was. Must have been the guy who shot McCoy. Could be. But not necessarily. Look, Higgins, can't you give us a better description? Something more to go by? Well, now, I don't know, Governor. It was dark and foggy, you know. But he did pass closer by me when he left here. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed a big shining gold ring in his ear. Gold earring? How extraordinary. Did he have them in both ears? I couldn't tell that. He'd come rolling by me on the left, so that would make the ring I saw in his right ear. Rolling by? You, you mean he, he he walked with a rolling gait? Right, so, like a seafaring man does. Say, this is beginning to add up, Kent. Huh? A sailor in the underseas kingdom, that ties together. Oh, now, look, Candy. Sure, he shot Dude McCoy just when Dude was going to tell me the location of the kingdom under the sea. Then he stole Tippy so the parrot couldn't spell. Don't you see that? Well, yes, but we've got look, to be more... Inspector, inter- look. Why don't you turn Higgins over to the constable on guard outside and let us go to the waterfront to have a look for this sailor character and Tippy? That's a good Wait, idea. You can't do this to an innocent man. You can't. I know me right. Be quiet. Look, you can't be serious about looking for that sailor, Candy. Why not? Well, after all, well, we it's hardly... night, Myers, and the dock section's a rather bad one, you know. So what? If you two are scared, you stay here. I'm going to look for that parrot. Well, that's the way you feel about it. Then well, I'd on. better go along with you. Swell. Constable, take this man Higgins in custody. Let's go, men. It ain't getting any earlier. Well, after 
after an hour of looking around in this fog-bound waterfront, Candy, I'm more convinced than ever we're on a wild goose chase. Perhaps it might be better to say a wild parrot chase, eh, Candy? <laughs> it's very funny, Inspector. Yes, I, I rather think it is, too, by the <laughs> Yeah, very funny. Yuck, yuck. Oh, come on, Candy. Don't lose your sense of humor. Okay, okay. Come on, let's look some more. Now, wait a minute. Just in case by some great stroke of fortune we should happen to see a parrot around here, how will we know whether or not it's Tippy? be hundreds of green and yellow parrots. Yeah, but they don't all answer to the name of Tippy. Well, that's an excellent point. And besides, this Tippy bird talks a blue streak, and yeah, this is important. I remember it always says hello Dutch when anybody says hello to it. Hello Dutch? That's right. I asked McCoy why it said that, and he just mumbled something and packed the bird off to another room. That's rather extraordinary, what? Could that have some significance? Well, it's a cinch we'll never find out just standing here on this dock. Come on, let's get moving. Uh, I don't know about you two, but I'm getting rather tired. I'm not as young as I once was, you know. I uh, can't blame you, Inspector. I have done a good deal of walking in and out of pubs and coffee shops. Yeah, it reminds me of the time I was pounding a beat out in Brooklyn. Hold it, Ken. Hold it. What's up, Ken? Look what's coming toward us. A seafaring man, my Joe. I can tell by the way he walks. Yeah, and jumping Jemima. There's a parrot on his shoulder. Right. Look, look. Reflection of that street lamp. On a gold earring. That's right. Can't be it. You think that's Tippy he's carrying? Could be. He's got green and yellow feathers. My word, Ken. How can you see that in the dark? Why, if hey, I... look at the shoulders on that guy. Yes. Wide as a house, like Higgins said. Ah, seems to fit the description of our man. Yeah, and we'll soon know if that's Tippy on his shoulder. Soon as I talk to him, that is. Yeah, if he answers hello Dutch to my hello, that's our bird. <laughs> Clark Kent, Candy Myers, and Inspector Lansing wait for the sailor with the green and yellow parrot to reach them. Is this the end of their search for Jude McCoy's bird? We'll know in a moment when we return for the surprising climax of today's episode. So stand by. Ever been to the Hall of Mirrors, gang? <laughs> I'll bet that's one place you and your friends make a beeline for when a carnival hits town, and I don't blame you. Because it's always a laugh riot to look in those trick mirrors and see the hilariously funny and weird shapes you and your friends take on. Boy, oh boy, have any of us looked in real life like we look in those mirrors, would we be unhappy? Well, did you know that sometimes cartoons and malicious stories work like those trick mirrors? Yeah, that's right. They give you a cockeyed, lopsided idea of what people are really like. How? Well, it's easy. For instance, an artist or a writer will picture a character of a particular racial or religious background with a mean face and a funny accent and make him the villain of every story or cartoon. That gives readers an idea that all people of the same religious or racial backgrounds are just like that, which is exactly what the misguided artist or writer wanted them to think. But people who fall for phony stuff like that are suckers. Because by simply getting acquainted with their neighbors of different races and creeds, they could easily see that the caricatures pictured in those malicious cartoons and stories no more resemble real people than the twisted image in the trick mirrors resembles you. Now you're smart enough to understand how tricking up a mirror will sort of distort a reflection, so you should be smart enough to see through the tricks that distort the real qualities of Americans because of their race, religion, or national origin. Don't let anyone make a hall of mirrors out of your mind. Train yourself to see people clearly for what they really are. 
the adventures of Superman. Searching the London docks for the hearing sailor who had shot Jude McCoy and stolen Tippy, his parrot, Clark Kent spotted a man with a parrot that answered Tippy's description on his shoulder. And as we rejoin them now, Kent, Candy Myers, and Inspector Lansing of Scotland Yard wait tensely for the man to approach them. If the parrot answers hello, Dutch, when I say hello, then it's Tippy. Here he comes, Candy. Now, talk to him. Tippy! Hello, Tippy! Hiya, Tippy! What do you blokes want, eh? Oh, I, uh, I'm afraid it's something you ain't got, pal. Case of mistaken identity. Sorry. Uh, them is cornfield it shouldn't drink, please. Well, we seem to have drawn a blank, as you Americans would say, eh, what? Uh, you're so right, Inspector. Oh, don't let it get you down, Candy. You can't always expect to hit a bullseye on the first try. Of course not. I suggest we put an end to this night prowling and... Perhaps fly again tomorrow. Yes, may have better luck in the daytime. Okay, okay. Let's see if we can find a cab and get back to my hotel. Right. Can we uh, drop you off somewhere, Inspector? No, thanks, gentlemen. I'll make my own way home. Cheerio. Good night, Inspector. Let's go, Candy. Clerk, can I have the key to my room? Well, certainly, Mr. Myers. Oh, by the way, there's a gentleman to see you, sir. You and Mr. Kent both. What? See, see us. us? Yes, sir. He said he was an old friend and insisted that I'd let him into your quarters. I hope you don't mind. He was so insistent. Well, who in uh, the world could that be, Kent? Come on, let's go up and find out. Hey, Kent, you open the door. I'll hold my gat ready just in case. Great Scott! What's the matter? Candy, get set for the surprise of your young life. What do you mean? Who? Quiet! Shh. Look who it is! Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. His eyes wide, his mouth agape, Candy Myers stares at his visitor who smiles back calmly as Clark Kent stands by. Who is it? Can this visitor have some connection with their futile search for the missing Paris who holds the key to the fantastic underseas kingdom? All we can tell you now, gang, is that Monday's episode includes a surprising turn of events and many thrills. So be sure not to miss it. Tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for another suspenseful episode in the exciting story of The Kingdom Under the Sea on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs> 